The problem with pleasing people is that it doesn't actually make other people happy. What? Yes, I said it. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you why people pleasing doesn't make people happy. Now, what is people pleasing? A lot of times, what the, ch the problem is, is that uh, we, if we have a tendency to want to try to please people, we will often sacrifice our own wants, our preferences, our needs, and our desires in order to surrender, to try to guess or what the other person is going to uh, want so that we want to make them happy and we want to, uh, to please them. And so we'll sacrifice what um, our own individuality in order to, um, to satisfy what we perceive is what would make someone happy because we might want to avoid conflict. We might want to avoid um, being felt like critical or judged or whatever the case may be. And what this often does is it actually creates the very thing that we are afraid of. So hold with me. I'm going to share with you why people pleasing doesn't make other people happy. But first, my name is Enoch Leffingwell, and here at the Army of Youth, we are passionate about helping young people to identify their unique talents and to dedicate them to the Lord's service. If this is something that interests you, I encourage you to subscribe for more videos just like this. Now, pleasing people at surface, it seems very good. Yeah, we want to make people happy. But the challenge is, um, there, there is a real challenge with this. I'll give you an example. So a, a story... Uh, one way that I kind of learned this concept is um, people are pleasing people. They always want to give, 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 and then they have a hard time to receive when someone is trying to give to them or trying to help them. I have found from experience it is extremely difficult and sometimes frustrating to give to someone who is a people pleaser, to make a pe someone who is a people pleaser happy, um, or to try to understand who they really are. And I'll, I'll show you why. Allow me to demonstrate. I had a friend in high school and she um, wanted to make people happy. And I just remember this one conversation, it was really memorable. There's a pastor who was speaking to her and was trying to give her a gift. And she's like, oh no, I was like, no, that's okay. I don't want to, I, I don't want to accept it. And, and I know like she gives things all the time. She's used to giving, but she had a hard time accepting. And he's, and he's like, okay, well, um, that's strange. Do you, listen, do you like to give gifts? And she's like, yeah, I like to give gifts. It's like, well, then do you think other people like to give gifts? She's like, yeah, I think other people do. Then why would you rob someone from an experience of giving a gift to you? And she was like, what? I mean, how often do we really look at this? That could it be that we're actually stealing when we surrender our preference, our needs, our wants, and we don't communicate who we are, that we can actually be stealing from someone else an opportunity to make them happy. So if we want to make others happy, sometimes we need to allow them to make us happy. Because I will tell you that there's been people that I love, I respect, I genuinely care for, but if they cannot communicate their needs and wants and desires, then it makes it very, very difficult to even know how could I give them what they want if they don't tell me what they want. And people pleasers have a tendency of, of waiting to make a decision because they're trying to guess what is your decision, what is your preference, and not wanting to make the wrong mistake or not wanting to do something undesirable 
So they will, they will uh, forego or they will um, pause their preference in communicating that until they think that they have found out what you want. They're constantly guessing and they make their decision based on what they're, who they're trying to please. And this is the problem because it, in healthy relationships and productive relationships, one that, that honor God is what happens. And I, I don't just mean like boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. This could be people that you're working with. This could be coworkers. This could be siblings. This could be between mother and father. This could be in a variety of different ways. If we are trying to um, find uh, and constantly please them, and we're we are un, we're willing to absorb our identity in uh, the the desires and wants of others, uh, so much where we lose ourselves. We don't really know who we are, and and often it causes us to lose our hold on God. And this becomes a challenge, because the very thing that we're afraid of, we're actually creating. Uh, Job chapter 3, verse 25, it says, For the thing which I greatly feared is come unto me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. So a lot of times, just by fearing other people not being happy, we actually create it by having that fear. So um, I know that like it makes me happy to see other people happy, but if they're not allowing me to help them to feel happy or by communicating their wants and their preferences and desires, it makes it hard. Like I remember there's this one time that uh, we, we were working with someone and this individual was um, was like was, was cooking and they were doing something and um, they, you can clearly tell that there was a challenge of like something that they, they wanted to know what they could prepare or make that was going to like make everybody happy. Um, and cooking could be a stressful job. I, anyone that's ever like cooked for ministries, I've been involved in full-time ministry for almost 10 years now. And a lot of times there's a cook and people take rotations or turns, but, um, it's, it's rough because there's different people with preferences, ideas, and opinions, but, um, they were trying to make something that would please others. And, and I was like asking them, like, well, what would work for you? Or like, what, what do you want to do? What, what are your interests? And they're like, I, I don't have any. It's like, but that's not true. Like, I know there's some sort of interest. That, like, there's some that you would rather do. There's some that you'd rather not do. Some are more laborious. Some are more challenging. Like, what, what would you want? But, th- but they refused to answer. And then they ended up making something that they thought was going to work out. Um, but it just, I really felt robbed. I felt like I was... Um, I didn't really have the opportunity to make them happy or to create a win-win situation for everyone involved. And I think that's what, if you have a tendency to want to please people, I want you to get this, is that 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about when one member suffers, all suffer. When one member of the body, one organ rejoices, they all rejoice. So we don't win as individuals, we win as a team. And we don't suffer as individuals, we suffer as a team. This is for all leaders to recognize and understand. So if you're a people pleaser and you're willing to like that that um to defer or just to not communicate your desires or wants and needs, then you're actually causing suffering to perpetuate around you and it actually robs happiness from others because Jesus said it's more blessed to what? To give than receive. If it's more blessed to give, then why should you always be the one giving? Sometimes you're doing others a disservice by not allowing them to give to you. So that's a different way of thinking about it. But could you be actually helping others to be more blessed by receiving their gift or receiving their, uh, helping them to make you happy? 
and in healthy interactions, relationships, connections, fellowship, there is like a give and there's a take and there's there's a communication of back and forth. But if it's always just one way and one person is clearly uncomfortable and sacrificing and going through a hard time, if this person really genuinely cares about you and wants to see you happy and means to do you well, they're not going to be happy seeing you constantly surrendering um, your wants, preferences, and needs and not making these known. So it makes it very difficult. The thing that we're afraid of, them not being happy, we actually create by trying to please other people at the sacrifice of our individuality in Christ. That's, uh, this is something I really want to encourage us. Just like uh, you want to make others happy, think about how they want to make you happy. Matthew seven twelve. Jesus taught the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have done unto you. So if you want to make them happy, allow them to make you happy. And this is, a, this is what, what is known as the law of imparting. In Luke 6, 38, Jesus says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed together, cup runneth over, shall men give unto your bosom. So this, this concept of, um, of like making people happy, it's, it's kind of like a, a catch-22 or a paradox where like Jesus says, if you, um, those who try to take their life will lose it, but those who, who are willing to sacrifice their life for Christ's sake, they'll find it. But it's kind of like the opposite of what we think is going to make people happy. Um, but there, now there's definitely a place to sacrifice and surrender our preference, ideas, and opinions. That's totally healthy in the right amount, in the right context. But if, like, if we're constantly trying to sacrifice this um, at the expense of like, not really ever communicating openly, directly, honestly, what, who we are, what our needs are, and and how we can be happy, then it's going to cause a lot of problems and challenges. So with this person I was working with, um, there's I remember sitting down and saying, like, what's your greatest challenge that you're currently doing in ministry and what are you doing? And they were saying how, well, it's difficult because waking up early and, and I, I'm not able to have my walk in the morning and I'd really like to do that. And I was like, oh, okay, so, um, well, let's let's think, like, what could we do? And they were saying, well, um, there's no, there's really no other way around it because everyone wants to do their morning routine. They want to walk. They want to do other stuff. So it's not going to work out. And I don't want to cut into anyone's devotions or whatever. And they're willing to sacrifice all these things so that other people don't have to sacrifice. But that's not how a family works. In a family, everybody's sacrificing for each other. So how do we handle this? Um, I was like, okay, well, first of all, there's an individual. There's someone who really loves to. Um, cook and who it's like it's their dream and at one point they wanted to um, they thought they wanted to be a chef but could it be possible that you first of all you don't even like cooking so you're doing this but um, could you be robbing someone of the experience who loves cooking by taking on this responsibility because your belief is that nobody else wants this or it's going to be a hindrance to them so might as well let me take that hindrance but when someone else will find it a joy and a passion and love, and they're like, wow, that's interesting. Well, could there be a rotation? No, that probably won't work out. Well, let's entertain the idea. Let's look for a win-win situation. What if you didn't do the breakfast every day? But what if there was an alt- alternation for, um, in, in tra- we were in a transition period. So uh, then we kind of like set that up. It worked. People were happy. Everybody was excited. And there was a win-win. The, the person who really wants to please and surrender and sacrifice everything for everyone else, they were able to be fulfilled. They were able to have joy. They were able to walk and, 
and um, have their walk in the morning, and that, that helped a lot. And the person who loves cooking and is, thrives in what they do, they were able to get opportunity and express and to be creative and do things. So everybody won. And that's what I want people pleasers to see, is that there's a way you can make other people happy while still maintaining your happiness and joy in Christ. And there's a way that, that there could be mutual sacrifices being made. And, um, and I'm not saying that it's like demanding that other people sacrifice, otherwise you're not going to do. It's, that's not really the case. If you're really concerning, concerned about pleasing people, then it's probably the opposite end of the spectrum that uh, you're willing to sacrifice maybe a little too much. Maybe sacrifice your connection with God. Maybe sacrifice your devotions. Maybe sacrifice your convictions, your conscience, your, like, your identity of who you are. But what happens is a little bit of us die inside. And it, we start disconnecting between who God has really called us to be and who we're capable of being. And we fall short. And we feel that, that disconnect between who we are and what we're doing and we see that gap and it makes us feel so discouraged and, and <clears throat> separated. And we have this identity crisis and we're unfulfilled in life. But when we learn that other people can be happy by helping to contribute to your happiness and that everybody can flourish with this love and party you can't help give and everybody can actually receive by giving and giving and receiving, then it really changes things and it opens the doors this endless possibilities of joy, peace, happiness, fulfillment, so that really the thing that you want so much to make other people happy, you can have by teaching others how, how, who you really are and what you really want. <clears throat> and God even says in the book of Psalms um, 37, delight thyself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Even God wants to give you what you want. God wants to give you the sanctified desires of your heart. He doesn't want you to just be constantly like sacrificing and dragging your feet and miserable and just lashing yourself and just doing all these disagreeable duties just because this is the thing uh, that he, this is your lot in life. He, he wants you to be able to have joy and cheer. Yeah, there's sacrifice, but we can cheerfully bow and lift up the cross and follow Jesus. We can step out of our comfort zone and with joy and patience and, and endure hardness as good soldiers for Jesus Christ. And it doesn't have to be a drudgery. This is the love of God, First John says, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. So there is a way that we could be fulfilled in doing this um, and everybody could be happy. This is my appeal to you, my friends, is to really understand. And I say this because making, we're, we're talking about making decisions at its core. How you make decisions. Are you considering only exclusively what someone else or an individual or person or like someone else's like wants or things or preference and that is your sole guidance of making decisions or are you basing on the word of God, on who God has called you to be and in what God is leading you to, then this is my appeal to you. And if you want to have that fulfilling life, if you want to have greater clarity of who you are and how to communicate with others and given to be given tools so that you can communicate in a more healthy manner and you recognize your need and you want to overcome these defects of, of wanting to please people to a point where it becomes a problem and it actually takes away the happiness of others. If you don't want that, then I encourage you to, um, 
to grab a copy of our Live Your Calling Daily Account Book because in this book, we've actually strategically designed it so that you can start praying for the things regularly that you need so much in life and where you realize there's an evening examination where you can understand more of who you are and get better clarity. There's a question that we, we ask that's like, what is uh, something that's uncomfortable that I could do today? And, and you could realize that, you know, maybe it's having those uncomfortable conversations instead of avoiding them, but, but really praying and asking, like, how would Christ handle that situation consistently? There's so many times I've, like, I've known these principles, but I never had a system to do it on a daily basis that actually helped propel me towards the future that God is calling me to be, the identity who God is calling me to be. So we put together this Live Your Calling Daily Account Book so that you can be more in tune with who God has called you to be so that you can make other people truly happy and the happiness that lasts and you can have fulfillments in life and the work that you're doing as well. So I encourage you to grab your copy of the Live Your Calling Daily Account Book. All you got to do is go to the website, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash account book and you can order yours today. That's again, the armyofyouth.com forward slash account book and you can grab your copy today and um, friends if you thought that this was a blessing I encourage you to subscribe so that you get more videos just like this let me know in the comments what stood out to you in this video what is it that you see that you can resonate with or relate with in these stories and share this with other people who do you know that is struggling with pleasing people where they might be losing themselves um, that I encourage you to let people know because they're hurting and you can solve their problem and remember friends God doesn't call the qualified he qualifies a call